Hey guys, uh, welcome to Open to Close, the new, newest and improved podcast by The Pickle Ginger. I'm your host, Cody Banks, and I'd like to introduce to you my partners in crime for this podcast, and they are Nathan, and I don't know how to Hello. say your last name. Weiger? That's all right. Just- Weiner? Weiner? <laughs> anyway. And that's why we don't bother with the last name. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's Hi, so cool. my name is Nathan. <laughs> Hi, Nathan. Um, <laughs> and we also have Roger Aquino. Uh, yeah, hey guys, I'm Roger Aquino. Uh, Cody apparently wants us to give out all our information, so my uh, social security number is... Uh, ah, la, 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 la. <laughs> See, I'm even better at editing this time. Check this out. I mean, this yeah. is kind of what the fourth <laughs> iteration of us attempting to do a podcast. So, you know, <laughs> uh, Roger and Nathan, do you want to kind of give a little bit about yourselves, maybe where you work, what you've done, who you are, where you're going, what you want to be when you grow up? I want to be Roger Aquino when I grow up. Hey, I want to be Nathan when I grow up. <laughs> I want to be me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lie. I totally, yeah. want to be Aunt, I totally want to be Anne Louise Marquis. Not even going to lie. Yeah. Cheese, cheese life goals. That, that tracks. Right? I mean, who does and Louise Murky. That's absolutely true. So, Nathan, where do you work? Uh, so I am based in Philadelphia, and I, I work at the Old Bar. That is actually the name of the bar, uh, because it's in the old book that opened up about 150 years ago. And so it is a very old bar in the old uh, city portion of Philadelphia. Okay. Yep. How long have you been so there? Did some uh, cocktail consulting on the side as the drinkest. The drinkest. That's right. Nice. Uh, old timey ring to it, and everything else about me is old timey. So why not? Heard, heard. How long have you been bartending for, Nathan? I've been in the, in the industry for about twenty years, and bartending for about half that time. Okay. Yeah, actually, so- over twenty years. Now. So you are definitely the veteran of this trio. Gotcha. Yes. Um, yes. Yes. So, <laughs> Roger, how about a little bit about yourself? Where do you work? Hey, uh, I'm I'm based out of uh, Central Jersey. Uh, I just started working at the Bradford uh, in Bridgewater, uh, which is uh, one of the first few uh, rooftop bars or lounges in our area, which is super exciting, especially with the bar team that we have. Um, shout out to the boys, but yeah, I, uh, I've been there for a couple weeks now, but I've been all over the place. I've been in the industry of, I think, I think now a combination of like maybe 11, 10 years, but behind the bar about eight to nine. So, I mean, I'm, I'm still, I'm still growing. I'm still learning. I'm still hoping that, uh, there's more out there for me, you know, just expanding my, my knowledge, my palate and whatever there is. Oh, the little bright-eyed ingenue of the group. So adorable. Nice. I Just have wait. Who are you, Cody? Well, I'm Cody motherfucking Banks, obviously. Um, so I, <laughs> I was originally based in New Jersey, but I just moved out to Colorado. Uh, I was bartending in Jersey for probably about 10 years. Uh, did mostly management and cocktail programs and did work behind the stick, on the stick, for a stick. Um, and now I'm in Colorado. And I am bartending at this cool kind of food hall concept called Kawadi. 
uh, where they actually have like different pods run by like different small restaurants and their main bar, Rival Bar, which is kind of almost a tropical feel because I don't want to use the word tiki because that's cultural appropriation, as we all know. And if you don't know, now you know. Just saying. <laughs> Patron taught me that at Portland Cocktail Week, but we'll get into that in a different episode. Mm. Um, <laughs> I guess you guys could say I am the jaded asshole of the group because, I mean, I've been in this industry for a while and I've seen some ups and downs. And though I'm still in it, I'm over it. <laughs> I've yeah, had it you're not, you're officially. Not over it. I, I guess no. that's better than under it. I mean, it depends on who you're talking to. <laughs> over it, under it, behind it, legs on the shoulders, whatever you want. Um, so guys, oh. <laughs> all in all, we're just three bartenders at different stages in our lives and careers. And we wanted to sit with y'all and have a shift drink and kind of talk about the different topics in the industry that you might not hear about on TikTok or Instagram TV, or even a cocktail competition show that you might have seen on YouTube. Um, so I invite you to pull up a stool with us, pour yourself a drink and, uh, let's get to it. <laughs> what are you guys drinking? Ooh, uh, I'm going to start off because I'm the loudest. I'm drinking a, uh, <laughs> a Mezcal Mule. So uh, some ginger beer and Mezcal and deliciousness. Mm. Wow. Thank nice. you so much, Nathan. I'm drinking... I remember uh, the last time I saw you when you didn't have a Mezcal, so... I mean, that's true. That kind of is just my spirit of choice. Yeah. Nothing wrong with it. Smoky and sultry like you. Thank you. <laughs> I've never been described as sultry, but I'll take it. <laughs> I, I have a hard time believing that. I mean, believe what you want to. What do you so, Roger, Roger what, are you, what are you drinking? <laughs> I am drinking now my second drink, but it's a Reposado tequila with a just three lemons squeezed in with uh, just some ice, uh, like a little touch of agave. It's my, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm studying tonight. i uh studying for a couple quizzes I have coming up for my job. So tequila is a stimulant, you know, just trying to keep myself going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, so you're, you're doing quizzes for work? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just things like for the food menu and learn, like cocktail menu, like just, yeah, your basics. I love that. Yeah. It's, yeah, I, I mean, our, our GM, I know for a fact, has is going to be very detailed behind all of this. She's very thorough, and I love that about her, and I love that about everybody there too. And uh, I don't know, I it's it's been a while since I've been excited for a new job, you know. Um, especially no, like I'm with COVID with COVID going on and all that. But you know, I was going to say I'm super jealous. Like, so I know your entire bar team, and. It's phenomenal. I'm super jealous that you guys are working together because it's not often that a group of bartenders who want to strive to be better and like will build each other up to kind of make a great program come together like from the beginning. And I think you guys are going to do some really cool and awesome stuff. I'm excited. I'm just I'm excited to to learn from all these guys. Like just everyone on that team. I, I sometimes it's like it's it. You kind of take your step back. Like for me, like I've I've done my thing. Like I've been in it for a while, you know, and like. Got it, stepping back a little bit and dropping the ego a bit like hey like i know these guys are very fucking talented so i gotta step back and just be like okay let me learn let me write these things down 
And that's and that's what I love about us too. Like I do that with you guys as well. Oh, you don't need to lie to yeah, the I mean, public. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. I have to sell it a little bit, you know? I have hope. Just sell it. Oh. Hope. But you gotta have hope. I don't know. That <laughs> might be a song. It might not be. I'm not sure. Nathan, what are you drinking? <laughs> uh, well, I had the uh, agave earlier. I was drinking a um, mm. tequila and soda. Uh, but now I'm kind of chilling out with a stinger. Ooh. Ooh, yes. Yeah, I keep a batched bottle of Stinger in my freezer at all times. I love that. It's right next to my freezer martini. It's actually in between my freezer martini and my bottle of Jaeger. Nice. Oh. I just got my first bottle of Jaeger ever last week. Are you serious? Really? Yeah, I've never owned a bottle of Jaeger before. But I was making this drink called a death flip. Oh, my God. You told me about this. Tell the public. I'm sorry. This is a great. Oh, my God. Go for it. Yeah. So speaking of agave drinks, this was a drink that was invented back in the 90s, I think, in, let's say, Australia. Um, But it was this bartender who loved what was at the time esoteric spirits. And he couldn't convince anyone to drink. Hold on a second. What is Esoteric. That, um, wait, wait, hold on. When they knew what does esoteric mean? What does esoteric mean? Please. Esoteric is a very esoteric word. It means you don't know what it means. That that's what it means. Uh, oh wow. Okay. Really? So yeah, esoteric esoteric is esoteric. So <laughs> this drink on the menu called the Death Flip. And instead of listing the ingredients, all it said was you wouldn't want to meet this cocktail in a dark alley. And it sold like gangbusters and people had to earn the right to learn what was in it. And come to find out all it was, was Blanco tequila, uh, chartreuse and, um, Jaeger with a whole egg and a splash of simple. I'm about it. I am about it. And uh, served in like a sour glass with nutmeg on top. Oh. And so it's rich and intense, but the egg rounds out all of these crazy flavors because this was before people were really drinking quality Blanco tequilas and people weren't really mixing with Jaeger. If they were drinking it at all, it was just as shots. And chartreuse was something that most people hadn't even heard of outside of Europe. And it's a cocktail. And so I read about it and went out and got a bottle of Jaeger so that I could try it. Since then, I've made um, some Jaegeritas, which is another one from the turn of the century. I'm sorry, what? Jaegerita. I am. Uh, okay. I am. I am here I am for this. I am I'm here for this. Intrigued. Okay. Yeah, so this was one of uh, Jeffrey Morgenthaler's drinks because he was the guy who, around the turn of the century, was like, hey, let's not throw out all these old cocktails. Let's correct the old cocktails. So he was the one who said, if you're going to make an amaretto sour, add a little bit of high-proof whiskey in there to balance out the sweetness. And you're golden. If you're going to have a Long Island iced tea, take out the tequila because everything else in there is grain-based alcohol, so replace it with um whiskey okay hold on a second 
since we're on LIT, um, I, I mean no offense to this, but I also do. I'm not a garbage person, so I honestly don't know what's in an LIT. I just wait. You're not. You're an asshole. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm. I'm. I have never, ever in in my years of drinking ordered an LIT. So. The Long Island iced tea was actually the first cocktail I ever ordered. I was 18 in the Bahamas and in the Bahamas, the legal drinking age is 18. So I went up to the bar and I'm like, well, I want to get my money's worth. So let me just order the strongest drink I can think of. So I ordered a Long Island iced tea and that was the first and last time I ever ordered a Long Island iced tea. It is equal parts, (laughs) everything clear in your well. So vodka, gin, rum, tequila, uh-huh. and then uh, balanced out with balanced out in quotes uh, with lemon, <laughs> <laughs> then topped off with Coke. So basically, filled okay. is just a Tom Collins, but instead of two ounces of gin, it's two ounces total. Oh. It's supposed to be two ounces total, but some places you go, it's two ounces each of those four ingredients. And then whether it's um, sour mix or actual lemon juice makes a big difference. And then um, obviously what kind of triple sec you're using and then topping it with Coke instead of club soda. Um, So so I'm now officially going to refer to a Long Island iced tea as a chad collins now because i feel chad like collins. since it's a, co- a tom collins i feel like a garbage person's name is chad uh no offense <laughs> to any chads out there but um you're gonna order jaeger and a bud light at a bar just saying um fair enough <laughs> might uh, as well what are we talking about oh yeah uh, um the quality drinks that people order oh yes absolutely um but so like uh <laughs> What are you drinking again, Nathan? I'm so sorry. Stinger. <laughs> He's drinking a stinger. Thank I'm drinking so a stinger. Got it. Got it. Got it. Because yes. that's definitely where that conversation was going. Um, <laughs> so how was your guys' week at work? Anything fun besides Roger's testing? Hey, I'm still excited about it, man. It's still it's very much fun opening up a new place, you know, like. With, with great leadership and just great people around you. You know, I'm not trying to just kiss ass to everyone that's listening, you know, but I'm just saying for real. You're also just, just assuming that people yeah. are listening to us. In general. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but still, like, it's just fun. It's just fun. It's always nice to be in that place where you spend the month or two months or whatever it is getting a new bar ready to open because you're still living in the dream, oh, yeah. right? You're still believing mm-hmm. the ideal that is the concept of the bar before the rubber meets the road and you find out what it actually is, <laughs> which is never the same All as the what the idea is on because it can't be. Because it's like you have this idea from the owner and then you have a different idea from the guests who actually come in and what they're expecting and what they want. And the two collide, and hopefully you're left with something that works. 
but it's never the same as what you started off with. No, and I'm also but that person like during an opening, so like you're like in that dream bubble before it bursts month when you guys open up. Good for you, because anytime it comes to like opening a new bar, I'm that person who's smelling the rubber before it hits the road, and I'm sitting there going, "If they all work, <laughs> so you want me? To, see, you still want me like to do it? it? I okay. So the bar I'm at is high volume, and there's no real like manager presence there right now. And we have, we're just on Slack together, like being like, Oh, this is almost out. Or like, we're out of this or like, here, here's some ideas to make the bar better. And this motherfucker has the audacity in a high volume bar to be like, Hey, listen, while you're prepping the lemons, could you guys just dig the seeds out? Oh, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. What? He's like, you know, it's, it's just a better presentation. You don't suck them up through a straw. And I was like, how about you don't, don't use a straw like in a, Adult, dude, shut up. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah. Um, but speaking speaking of my job, so part of this uh, concept, we only use, we're connected. We share a liquor license with the brewery next door, so we only bring in like some of their products. So just to kind of have some a few cans of beer, we have a rotating tap that they do for specifically. And something I found out we had that I did not know we had for the first two weeks was a cranberry hard seltzer on tap. Was it something that they make at the local brewery? Oh, yes. They they make it at the brewery. Um, I... um, Number one, I... I understand the basic bitch appeal of a cranberry hard seltzer because it's like, can I get a vodka cranberry with just a little bit of like seltzer water? It's totally fine. Um, But go fuck yourself. Um, (laughs) So that actually brings me to kind of what I want to talk to you guys about today are the hard seltzers and the seltzer movement that we have seen over these past few years, kind of like growing and developing. Um. Would you guys kind of like to share some of your personal feelings about this movement? I, it's I like the concept. I like the concept that you guys have going on. Having that simple cranberry, like something for, for your basics just to push it out. I like that. Oh, that's dude. Actually, that's, that's smart. Dude, I swear to God, if I ever get to have like any type of distillery, I'm doing an artisanal cranberry infused vodka called Vodka. So when people get like a vodka soda, it's already going to have cranberry in it. Um, <laughs> there you go. Sorry, I make myself laugh. You know, uh, Nathan, do you have <laughs> any feelings on this? Yes, probably. So you got to take it for what it is, right? Okay. That ulcers are easy and that's the whole point right because a lot of people when they go out to drink they don't want to think about what they're drinking they just want something that's easy and that'll get you there and so there has always been something to fill that niche and right now that's seltzers and i have had some hard seltzers that are good I've had some hard seltzers that are terrible, and I've had most fucking of them awful. Right in between. Terrible. 
Yeah. I mean, but it's also the thing that really fascinates me is that now it's become like a branding um like chess game where there are these like giant uh breweries and uh giant international conglomerations that are putting out these seltzers and I'm always curious to see what name they're slapping on each seltzer like uh the super bowl uh actually had a uh commercial for one brand of hard seltzers and it was the Michelob ultra brand that they're releasing releasing and the whole point is that it's all natural all real and yeah Michelob is by one of the largest uh, beer companies in the world and they could have slapped any name on it and in fact, that same company makes other seltzers that have different brand names on it. But they went with, hey, this one is true and clear and um, light. And they're trying to make you think that it's healthy because that's what the Michelob Ultra um, brand is. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's what those drinkers are looking for. Whereas the Bud Light seltzers are not that at all. And they're just basically watered down um, strawberry Ritas. Okay. And so. beer. Like it's that same exact, like those Bud Light Beerita that they were making a couple years ago. It's the same exact thing. Now they just added more bubbles to it and are calling it Bud Light Seltzer because that's what the Bud Light crowd will go for. Got you. So it is just kind of a big marketing kind of feeding into everything. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Like, but like, my question is like, how did this, how did this even come about? Like, why? They're easy to bring on the beach. Simple as that. Yeah. In a, like that, that was, that, that's summertime stuff, man. Like you, you bring a couple of them, you sit on the beach, you relax a little bit, you might shotgun one or two or three or seven. I don't know. I mean, it's, I also, or, or I cannot say that. that. Yeah. Right. Like, um, yeah. So, I'm, um, uh, Roger, you know this because I, you've seen me be a garbage human plenty of times, but one of my big things, like is if I actually go out like during the summertime, I shotgun white claws, like, a large garbage person. Um, if like I'm, I want to get like blackout drunk that night. I'm shotgunning two like white claws right off the bat. Like that's just what I'm doing. <laughs> Again, easy to drink, easy to shotgun. Why not? You just gotta make sure. But it's that's not the too only cold. reason. Like you can't. I don't see myself having one like with dinner. You know, like I'm not gonna sit, sit there. If you have like, a oh, white claw with dinner, this, this, if grape, you... this grapefruit, this grapefruit <laughs> white claw is uh, fantastic with my salad. Like, no, I'm not gonna do that. It's. I don't know. <laughs> can we do? Can we do an episode of just white claw pairings to food? Like. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, so seltzer pairings <laughs> have an eight course tasting menu one for each flavor so like so I did start like 
I, I may be talking a lot of shit, but I do actually enjoy uh, enjoy seltzers. I am going to continue to drink one right now because, uh huh. Um, but which, which one are you drinking? Um, it's so it's Vizzy, um, and it's one of the ones that I actually enjoy um, at, of the hard seltzers. I don't. Is that Roger, the one that's supposed to have like antioxidants added to it? Yeah, and it's got from Areola Superfruit. Oh, Acerola Superfruit? Areola. Whatever. Acerola. Yeah, Acerola Cherries. <laughs> Casserole that, Cherries. Got gotcha. you. Areolas um, are a very nice superfruit. But. Oh, okay. Uh, but so, like, when I, like, I'm that person who, like, will go through a liquor store and, like, oh, I'm going to go pick up a, a case of White Claw and I'll see, like, three other brands and I'm like, ooh, I'm going to try these. And. So this one, okay. So we were talking about brands and kind of like slap their name on things. And one of the first ones I had was, besides White Claw, was Wild Basin from Oscar Blues. And uh, mm. I think it's Oscar Blues. I might be wrong. No, it's definitely Wild okay. Basin by Oscar Blues because I had I it at. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't know that's I, who made it. I believe it, I'm almost positive it is because I was at like one of those. Oh, it was at the Somerville Beer Festival, Roger. And someone was pouring Wild Basin on tap. The plain flavor that's just alcoholic seltzer, totally enjoyed. I picked up one of their variety packs and the flavors, I feel like they're trying to appeal to the craft person because it was like peach, basil, and other interesting stuff like that. So I was like, oh, let me try this. Oh, there was like, no, it was melon basil. And which I actually really enjoyed. But then there are like these other, like the lime kind of just tastes like cleaning fluid. Lime is a very weird flavor for seltzers for me because I feel like it's kind of like a hit or miss, but it's usually a miss because all you taste is yeah, malic so. acid and kind of pine saw. Um, but the other day I walked into the liquor store and Wild Basin and I thought it said canned cocktails and I got souped because it was like sangria and Mai Tai and habanero mango. And I'm like, this is great. And I got awesome. it home and I read the package and it's cocktail inspired seltzers. Mm. G- gross. Really? Dude. Oh, fucking gross. The, the sangria tasted like if you took every single Flintstones vitamin and chewed it at the same time. Uh, yeah. Don't say no. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh no. The, so it was a habanero mango pina colada and it tastes like I'm lactose intolerant. It like tasted like I was going to shit fire. Like that's, <laughs> <laughs> I was like super upset. And the one that was kind of okay was the Mai Tai. And I couldn't even stomach that one. I wasted $17 on a variety pack of seltzers and I threw them away. Hmm. Also, oh. there a, is. You can drink them. So there's also, I don't know if you guys know about this, but Pabst put out a, um, a line of seltzers that are called Stronger Seltzers. And they yeah. have an, an 8% ABV. Um, <laughs> so. Of course, a garbage human. I'm like eight point eight percent alcohol seltzer. Bring it on, dude! If you ever had a fruited, Pabst Blue Ribbon that was watered down, that's what it tastes like. It tastes like it's eight percent. It's hard to drink. Like wow! Ah, so you're like forcing it down. I I really was like I had to like open my throat hole, throw it back. 
cry in a corner afterwards type of thing. I um yeah. there's there's a lot of things that just can go wrong with these freaking seltzers. Well, the amazing <laughs> thing there's kind of always been something like this on the market. I mean, going back to like before your time, there was Bartles and James. What? And do you, do you know what Bartles and James is? Obviously I was not. Say because was, I said what? But yeah. So Bartles and James and uh, MD4040 and a couple others were these wine coolers that were popular in the 80s. And oh, like Zima and the shit? Idea... Well, this is even before Zima. Um, so Bartles and James was wine based. It was actually uh, started by uh, EJ Gallo and company, which is like the largest winery in um, the U S like they own five out of every 10 wines on every um, wine list in America. Like they own everything. And so basically it's just wine and fruit and um, a little bit of carbonation. And so it's basically like a bottled sangria and it came in these like neon colored neon flavored uh bottles that were like kind of like tapered like they looked like a, a juice bottle and they were are we talking like popular like especially are we talking with, like, like kool-aid high school teaser shaped yeah like kool-aid squeezer shaped or like seagram's uh island breeze type of thing yeah what yeah, it would have been kind of, an inspiration kind of for that. Like the anyway. top of a butt plug. Sure. Oh, you're gonna tell me you've never, yes. Nathan? You're forty something years old. You've obviously seen what a butt plug looks like. Don't you <laughs> fucking lie to me? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so I'm just not sure. Which See, I was waiting for it to get there. I was waiting for it to get there. Yeah. It it just countdown to butt plug. Is that is that what the show is? So, <laughs> so how many times can like Cody say the butt 80s, plug in an episode? We're up to three. Let's keep a running tally. So, like that was the eighties, but then the nineties come along, and you want something a little harder, and that's when you get Zima, which is hilarious to say hard and Zima in the same sentence because there is nothing softer except maybe Smirnoff Ice, which was basically just a knockoff Zima. And so here you have uh, malt liquor. So basically like not quite beer. Uh, So it's lighter. It's not as heavy. It's this like weird cloudy uh, look that you knew you weren't drinking. What what is malt liquor? I mean, it's essentially – so it is malted barley – that is turned into alcohol just like beer, but it doesn't go through the exact same process. So you don't end up with such a heavy product. So it's kind of somewhere like if you think about whiskey and vodka being uh, boiled beer and beer just being uh, wet bread. I mean, it's all, it's all God. Uh, later so it just depends on 
taking the same ingredients and what process it goes through. So it's just not quite beer, but that's the whole point because there's beer and there's light beer and then there's malt liquor, which is even lighter. But because you haven't brewed it the same way, it's not as, or it can be even stronger, but you can temper uh-huh. how strong it is based on what else you brew. So that led to adding flavors. So then you have Smirnoff ice with all those different flavors. And in the 2000s, you've got bros icing each other. And have you guys ever been iced? Yes. Many of times. Yeah, Roger. No. Your face. Many a fucking time. No, no. Because you've never been I iced? Am, I, am a, I am a jokester of an individual. Um, but people know if they force me to do something, I'm either going to go kicking or screaming or going to slash their tires. So people know not to ice me. Why not have a drink? Why not have a, just a quick one, you know? Because I can throw it back like nobody's business and I don't want to embarrass anyone. That's why. I was at a movie Q and a one time. I went to see this movie and then the director Ah. and actors came out after and uh, the main actor was John C. Riley. Somebody tried to ice him during the Q and A, and he shut that down. He's like, "I I don't know what this is, so I'm just gonna pass." <laughs> I think also he didn't want to get down on, on his knee and check that whole thing. He he had a lot more questions, but. Even those flavors weren't enough. So that led to Mike's Hard Lemonade. Oh. And so you Lots of memories. Endless array of flavors, which is still a malt liquor, but now you have the iced tea flavor and the sweetness to cover over the sometimes harsh flavor. And Mike's Hard Lemonade is actually the same company that owns White Claw. Because... Mike's Hard Lemonade was created as an alternative to people who didn't want to fill up on beer. They wanted something that was a little lighter, something that they could drink more of without feeling so full. And so um, in like 2013, this guy came along and invented Spike Seltzer because he was sitting at a bar and he saw... 2013? Yeah, 2013, he was sitting at a bar and he saw woman after woman go to the bar and order vodka and soda, vodka and soda, vodka and soda, over and over and over. And he said, well, if that's what people want, why don't we just give it to them faster? So we went home and invented a way to make a spike seltzer, which was essentially vodka and soda, but instead of vodka, it's malt liquor. Because the reason why most uh, hard seltzers are made by beer companies is because you get taxed at a lower rate when it's a lower ABV product. So beer is cheaper to sell than a vodka-based seltzer. So that's why you aren't seeing more like batched cocktails that are available because the, uh, the math on how much they would have to pay for taxes is ridiculous uh, when it comes to like mass producing and shipping that. So, Huh. You take the vodka out of a vodka seltzer, replace it with cheaper alcohol, and then uh, he created this company called Spike Seltzer, okay. 
so popular that actually Anheuser-Busch bought it and rebranded it as Bon and Viv, which is a shame because Bon and Viv is like one of Oh, okay. 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 Uh, okay. Yeah. But then because Mike's Hard Lemonade saw the success of this, they created their own and they knew what they were doing with marketing. And they said, hey, we have a lighter option than beer, which is Mike's Hard Lemonade. But what about a lighter option than that? And that's White Claw. Because now we can sell it. It's low sugar. It's low calorie. So it's quote unquote healthy. And so now as people are being organic and more health conscious and more uh, still wanting to drink, but still wanting to look slash feel good. Yes. Everything in quotes, they can offer this lighter option. Like they came out in 2016. And after that kid on YouTube said, ain't no laws when you're drinking claws. It was officially. Oh God, it's his um, fault. Yeah, it was White Claw Summer in 2018. And so then you have an explosion of every company jumping on this bandwagon. So I have a funny story about White Claw, actually. Um, So with USBG New Jersey, we took a trip down to a brewery, which was absolutely a terrible experience. Um, You know what? Fuck it. I'll say it. It was Dogfish Head. And it was right after they got bought by Sam Adams. And it was probably one of the worst experiences I've ever had. Um, Did not know they got bought by Sam Adams at the time. Mind you, number one. Number two, they're like, oh, we're going to have a fireside chat. So like whatever alcohol you want to bring, just kind of just come here and just we'll just drink around the fire. I busted out White Claw because I'm going to sit around a fire and drink White Claw. And I did not know that since they got acquired by Sam Adams that a perfect – which flavor? Black cherry. Duh. Yeah. The best, of course. Of course. Why not? Um, but so I busted out my White Claw and the sales rep looked at me and was like, oh, why don't you have Truly? And I was like, because Truly tastes like balls, dude. Little did I know that Sam Adams <laughs> owned Truly and Sam Adams now owned uh, Dogfish Head. Um, I also got alcohol poisoning that night. I don't know how because I wasn't drinking a lot, but I'm pretty sure that, that I'm pretty sure he threw something in my drink just because I was drinking White Claw instead of Truly. And I'm sorry. <laughs> the only cool thing about Truly was that like a local bar by me, they just had the neutral flavor and they literally pumped Monin syrups in for whatever flavor you want. That was cool. I would ah. take it. I mean, not that I would want like a vanilla or hazelnut seltzer, but if I wanted one, all I got to do is order a Monin. That's great. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I guess my big question with you guys is do you actually like the hard seltzers? No. No? I think they're nasty. Like the good ones. To be honest with you. Okay. So what do you consider the good ones, Nathan? So White Claw is solid. Again, um, it depends on your flavor. So you have like your main flavors that everybody does, your black cherry, lime, grapefruit. Black cherry across the board, because I've actually tasted side-by-side side several different brands. Don't ask why. Um, it was why? quite a long day. But <laughs> I said don't. I'm, I'm going to ask why. Uh, no, it, 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 was a, um, it was a training exercise. where We were blind tasting seltzers. And we wanted to see if we could match 
like we had a list of brand names and then we were blind tasting them to see if we could figure out which ones was which. And Oh, I could do that hands down. One. Let's go. Yeah. But uh, mm-hmm. so White Claw, because they know what they're doing. They don't push it too hard like some of the other ones do. Where, Like you were saying um, with the uh, Wild Basin, like they're just – they're – putting too much flavor in there. And the whole point of seltzers is that they almost taste like something. It's just like regular seltzers, like, like, um, LaCroix. Your LaCroix. Or LaCroix. And, uh, and yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it tasted and like a those. fruit rolled past the can and farted. Like that's like, that's yeah. the only flavor. you And get so actually like Polar, wash. the, uh, seltzer brand is the only non-alcoholic seltzer brand to have come out with their own um, brand of hard seltzers. They call it Arctic Summer. What? Yeah. Um, I'd be I haven't tried that. But, um, if they're using the same flavors, but that's the thing is that like it, a good seltzer has to almost taste like something because you can't put too much into it because then it'll just take, taste gross. You want that hint of lime hint of black it seems like black cherry across the board is the best flavor because it's the most easy to replicate whereas lime you got to get that right malic to um like acid balance and and my issue so with people who like white claw they love mango and i love mango flavor in general like a mango frozen margarita is my jam but anytime I've had a mango hard seltzer, it just tastes like a dirty fruit. Yeah. Cause mango, the thing about a lot of flavors that people forget about like watermelon and mango is that it's not just what it tastes like. It's what it feels like. And when you take away that like rich texture that you're used to associating with mango. I never thought of that. Yeah. It, it's a weird it's a weird thing. Whereas black cherry, like black cherry tastes like black cherry tastes like black cherry. It doesn't matter what form yeah. it tastes. Yeah. That it will always have a very specific flavor. The other one I like is high noon. Because okay. unlike so I'm so glad you mentioned those this. That's actually pretty good. Because that yeah, is a because high noon is a vodka soda. Because it is. is a failed flavored vodka company. Because they came what? out. Yeah, so they came out with, I think they're also owned by um, EJ, EJ Gallo. And it was one of those where like, oh, hey, everyone's drinking uh, flavored vodkas, so let's create a flavored vodka brand. But by the time it came to market, no one cared about flavored vodkas anymore. So they're like, uh, what do we do? But then before they scrapped the whole thing, Seltzers came and they said, hey, we can do this. We can save our investments. And we could just these in tall cans with a nice branding, add some um, sparkling water to it, and we can recoup. And they're really good. And they've got some really good flavors. Um, Their peach is banging. Yeah. I actually haven't had their peach. The thing I think is smart is that they have the black cherry and grapefruit, which taste exactly like the fruit. And then they have watermelon and pineapple, Lime. neither of which taste like the fruit, but taste like the candy. 
Yes. Which is what you want. Except if it's the watermelon white claw because it tastes like you're sucking on a Jolly Rancher. That bothers me. <laughs> but um, with High yeah, Noon, it's all about they also tried to – they also tried to do the lime flavor too. And I'm sorry, no one has made a successful lime flavor hard seltzer. It's just it's just not in the I was so looking forward if to I that could lime do a P- flavor. I drink no, three of no. them trying to convince myself. It, it was no, a failed experiment. No. It, like seriously, like as a PSA to any hard seltzer company or any brewery that's trying to do hard seltzers, don't do lime <laughs> or lemon. White Claw, you thought because you couldn't do lime, you did lemon instead? I don't know how you could make it taste like more cleaning fluid, but you did. No. <laughs> I don't really think anybody wants lemon. Like, lemonade, sure, but not lemon. No, because, I mean, like, I'm one of those people that, like, if I do order a vodka soda, if I'm feeling, like, my bougie, like, white girl self, I get it with a lemon instead of a lime because I do, like, the lemon with vodka. That's just a personal thing for me. Um, so I was very excited when they came out with lemon and then immediately very upset. Immediately. Yeah. Yeah, because we've tasted lemon so much in our lives that we know exactly what it needs to taste like. And it's so hard to replicate without actual juice. But as soon as you Which add is juice, funny because like sugar calories yeah i mean like and i'm not saying like lemon flavor is gross because like the only reason why i'll try a yellow candy is in the hopes that it'll be lemon like i love like lemon heads and stuff like that but i usually avoid yellow candy because of the possibility that's going to be but gross i'm sorry if you like (laughs) banana flavored runs or banana flavored laffy taffy i i don't trust you i i just don't i you're gross I'm Uh-oh. sorry. It tastes I, like. I, I it, think you and I might have a problem. It tastes like the medicine you have to take for strep throat. Like it's gross. Why? <laughs> like I mean, I'll not, eat a banana. I'll eat it's a banana. Absolutely, it's fine. I'll eat a banana, but banana flavored things, like absolutely not. Like I'll take shots of Jack Daniels because it's cheap, but it has that weird banana aftertaste to me that I'm just like, I don't know yeah. why I just licked the peel of a, a fucking banana. Yeah. If anyone ever puts well, out a banana flavored hard sucks. seltzer, I'm, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. I will find your house. I will find your car. <laughs> I will find your dog. Um, and shit's gonna go down. Like, do not, do not, I repeat, do not do a banana flavored seltzer. Please. My favorite was back in uh, 2018 when it was the white claw summer, when it really like hit its stride. And then it got to the end of the summer. And September that year, someone posted a Photoshop picture on Instagram that was White Claw Pumpkin Spice. Oh, my uh, God. Yes. Oh, <laughs> disgusting. Do you know how well that would sell? It wouldn't even have to be good. All they And I'm shocked that three years later, they still have not come out with a pumpkin spice flavored White Claw. Because Thank it is God, a, though. Thank God. It's perfect. But it's so basic. It would sell. I mean, one you of the highest selling shots. It would sell. It just would be nasty. I, I, you're, you're right. I absolutely would buy it and try it because, I mean, it's pumpkin spice. Yeah. I mean, come on. Come on. Yeah. 
I, oh God. No, like seriously, like uh, seltzer companies, can you, can you just, can you just think or like take a poll to see what I people want to do? Roll. Like seriously, like I understand like, so like with Lay's chips and they did like, oh, submit your flavor and let's like make gyro flavored chips. Like why, why am I going to have like a burp flavored chip? I love gyros. I love chips. Don't put them together. Same thing with seltzer flavors. Please take a poll, have people submit and take the best ones from that. I mean, a creamsicle seltzer, I would be down with. You want to give me vanilla and orange? I would try it. Absolutely. Banana? Pumpkin spice? No. No. Absolutely not. Someone also did, like I told you, the Truly had like the Monin syrups. They had a lavender one. They're like, oh, it's like, it's like so cool for spring. I don't want to drink a fuzzy flower. No. Yeah. No. Or absolutely not. Most people not. associate lavender with uh, soap anyway. So it's like, here, mm-hmm. here's a fresh soap. Here, here's a fresh cup of soap. Enjoy. Garbage. Garbage. Absolute garbage. Bubbly soap. Vomitous. Vomitous. <laughs> <laughs> so I know we talked about how kind of like seltzers evolved. Um and how kind of high noon kind of pushed that into like the more of like the vodka soda thing. How where do you think seltzers are going in the future? Are they just gonna die off? Uh like what's gonna yeah. happen? No, they'll stick around. You're gonna see them a lot more on tap. A lot more uh, a lot more than on they tap. are already, but just being on tap or just I guess utilized yeah, more in actual right. cocktails. Did you just say you're going to utilize them in cocktails? You never know, dude. You could utilize anything for a cocktail. So, I mean, I I saw a whole thing where they were trying to make, like, uh, LaCroix uh, into a cocktail ingredients. Where it's like, hey, we've already started this with a uh, two-flavor ingredient. Now you can build uh-huh. upon it with blah, 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 which also never because you have to dump half of it out in order to fit the rest of the ingredients in there anyway. So, yeah, I, I write that we're going to see it like more standardized on tap. The problem is, is that it's never as good on tap because it's a different, like, um, like it's a different carbonation than beer. And so you have to have a dedicated tap. And I've never had it where it's like just right. It's always too bubbly or not bubbly enough. But either way, it doesn't last. So I'd I rather mean, just I'm not gonna lie. Point, like it's easy. You crack it in the can. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, talking about like cocktails and hard seltzer, like I would fucks with a hard seltzer like Aperol spritz though. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Yo, you want to bust one of those out for me? What Make me blackout at 10 a.m. I would do grapefruit, absolutely. I would try mango. See, Just mango cause. tastes like dirty fruit, though, Roger. Dirty fruit. Excuse me. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. You are excused. Um, but, I mean, I'm also that asshole who – I last summer I would drink redneck Palomas where I would have a grapefruit seltzer <laughs> with uh, tequila and a little bit of you lime. You are that asshole, huh? <laughs> Grapefruit, White Claw, tequila, and lime juice is my redneck seltzer. I mean, my redneck Paloma. What were you doing? Just like taking a sip out and filling it with uh, tequila? 
No, I poured it in a glass like an adult. <laughs> oh, look at you. Yeah, See, I can be cool. I just think the whole point of seltzers is to drink out of the can. Yeah. Like, there's no point in decanting a seltzer. Um, there is because, I, I'm sorry, like, if it's in a glass, it goes down faster. You can consume more if it's in a glass. Unless you're shotgunning, which I'm not a- against either. You're putting a what? What'd Are you, you putting a straw in the glass you- down? No, I only Ice. I Why only not? did that with Carlo Rossi in college. Thank you very much. <laughs> Classy. I did. I did. I was an asshole who got like a, a fucking jug of Carlo Rossi white Zinfandel, held it over my shoulder, and had a crazy straw and drank it like that. Like I yeah, said, that tracks. Garbage human. I'm actually <laughs> curious to see what's going to happen with uh, hard seltzers now that there are more canned cocktails. Like, I don't know how it is for you guys, but because to-go cocktails have become more of a thing where they were legalized during the pandemic and a lot of those laws are being um, formalized so that they are will last forever. So like this is the new normal where you can take cocktails wherever you want to go. Like every city is New Orleans now. So it'll be interesting to see how that changes because you can get a canned cocktail just as easily as you can get a can of hard seltzer. And so now that level of quality and flavor that is utterly lacking on purpose in um, in hard seltzers. Now you have that option where if you want to get a canned spritz to go, you can instead of making oh. a spritz hard seltzer. That was also one of the cocktail-inspired seltzers by Wild Basin was bitter lemon spritz which tasted like the lemon you find under the dishwasher after your six month of working at a restaurant and you threw it <laughs> in a glass and topped it with seltzer. Like that tennis ball looking motherfucker that has been there Thanks since the one. opening <laughs> in a glass. Like it was dirty. It was bitter. Nice. It was gross. I tried to doctor it up as much as I could. I could not stomach it. Absolutely not. No. Wild Basin, check yourself, please. Please. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I want to play a little bit of a game with you guys. Um, I don't know if you've played this or that or a like a would you rather situation, but um, I've come up with a few different either seltzer flavors or cocktail inspired seltzers to see <laughs> what you guys would prefer. Are you ready for this? <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. So the first one's for Roger. <laughs> Cocktail is inspi- neither an option. Sorry. <laughs> no, neither is not an option. Absolutely not. You have to choose one. You must choose. Jeez. Okay. So cocktail-inspired seltzer. Would you rather have a seltzer that tasted like a mint julep or that tasted like a boulevardier? Uh, now, do they actually taste these things, or do they just say that they are going to taste like these things? 
Yeah. We're going to say that just it, it says it's going to taste like it. Ooh. All right, then I'd probably go for the mint julep. Okay. All right. Mint julep. That's Nathan. a safer choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you rather drink a hard seltzer that was flavored like a Chicago hot dog or pull out your toenails one by one? <laughs> I mean, it's pretty neck and neck. I'm not going to lie. How long are the toenails? I think. Uh, They're your your toenails. I don't know. (laughs) So so here's the thing. I don't like eating hot dogs, let alone drinking hot dogs. So I think the only way I would be able to drink a Chicago hot dog flavored seltzer is by pulling out my toenails while drinking it to distract me from the flavor. So it, you're just choosing a combination death trap. Okay, cool. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. And, 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 and then I would kill myself. Excellent. Word. I accept that answer. Roger, would you rather drink a hard if, seltzer? If, if, is that a real thing though? No, I'm just making thing, these up. No, obviously not. Oh, good. That, that's this is really my sheer enjoyment. This is my sheer enjoyment. Okay. Roger, would you rather drink a barbecue Fritos flavor hard seltzer huh. or go to a trampoline birthday party for your ex's little sister? I mean, come on. The party. No, I'm kidding. Uh, the Fritos. <laughs> Definitely the Fritos. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Wait. Can, can I tell you that my son's birthday is coming up and uh, we're going to a uh, trampoline gym for his birthday party? <laughs> and that's amazing. <laughs> and I need to tell you that I will now be missing... I will be so upset that I will be at the trampoline gym not drinking a barbecue Fritos seltzer. <laughs> I just feel like my uh, my day is complete. Okay. Uh, Nathan, would you rather drink a hard seltzer flavored that is uh, caramel macchiato or butter pecan? I think I'd go for the caramel macchiato just because it's uh, oh. more likely to be wrong than the butter pecan. Okay. Like there's more that could go wrong in the butter pecan. Okay. All I've right. Go <laughs> beer. So why not seltzer? Now, do you think that Starbucks would ever come out with some sort of a seltzer just to follow the trend as well? A Starbucks like hard that. seltzer? Yeah, imagine that. Like I, with, I like, don't want to. Like, I think both like, those things like are vomitous. Joined with like, like joined with like Tia Maria or like Kahlua. You never know. Like, no. No. I'm, uh, I'm not okay with any of that statement. So tasty. I don't whatsoever. Espresso, martini, <laughs> seltzer. <laughs> Roger, would you rather had, be a... I have had an espresso what? martini seltzer and it is... Tasty. 
That's oh, see. Okay. All right. Um, ew. Now um, I, they said like a hard seltzer brand that made a flavor. It was a uh, carbonated um, canned cocktail. Well, that's different. That's again, different. Yeah. But basically, what he made was a uh, espresso martini seltzer. And it was delicious. Okay. Well, Roger, <laughs> wouldn't uh, you rather work as a garbage man for a week in Staten Island or <laughs> consume a hard seltzer that was flavored as New York style pizza? Oh, I would drink that seltzer any day. Are you shitting me? Why not? Gross. Listen, they're all I gross. I think the way these Why questions not? are going, I, I think what? you are single-handedly seeing the next wave of seltzers, which is going to be savory flavors. Yeah. Okay. And when well, they hit which them, brings me to my next I'm one. I'm going to blame you. Yeah. Well, Nathan, this one's for you. Would you rather have a uh, chicken and biscuits flavored seltzer? Uh, oh. Delicious. Or a potato salad flavored seltzer? Oh, chicken and biscuits all day. Chicken and biscuits all day. Especially if. I, I love how this is just getting right? easier for you guys. Mm. <laughs> no. No. Oh, okay. absolutely. <laughs> I was just having a conversation today about uh, chicken and biscuits and how there's nothing better. I do love chicken and biscuits. I'm not going to lie, but chicken and biscuits seltzer, dude. Okay. My lap. <laughs> my lap. KFC is listening. They got an idea right then and there. Oh, dude, I swear to God, if I see any of these flavors <laughs> pop up, I am coming for anyone that produces this. I swear. I swear. Okay. <laughs> this last one is for both of you. Would you rather a dill pickle flavored seltzer or a Bloody Mary seltzer? Bloody Mary seltzer. Oh, God. I hate you. The only thing I hate more than dill pickles is peace. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I was going to interrupt you halfway through and say the other one, whatever the other one is. And then you had to fuck it up with blood. Oh, God. I mean, personally, I'm going for dill pickle. That's just me. I'm going Bloody Mary, depending on if it's spicy or not, too. Actually, regardless, it still would be pretty be interesting. Tomato? Like, that goes along with the pizza thing. Like, tomato seltzer? I'm sorry. No. It'll probably suck less than some of the flavors that you've already talked about, though. Yeah. This It'll is also suck true. less than uh, bitter lemon grits. Oh, bitter lemon butthole dishwasher? Got you. Yeah, that's gross, yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> you still have an answer, Nathan. Uh, I'm waiting. I would pull my toenails out. 
<laughs> ding, 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 ding. That brings us to the end of this or that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, so, I mean, that kind of brings us to the end of this, this, this first, first podcast about hard seltzers. That was, that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. Um, Nathan, do you have any, do you have any closing remarks about this? <laughs> Seltzers are here and they're not going away. And so it'll be interesting to see how the market continues to shift around this. Hopefully a lot of the uh, shittier uh, seltzers go away because people stop buying them and the brands get bored and the good ones stick around white claws not going anywhere because they are the standard bearer and hopefully high noon sticks around because they're that like upper tier and you're going to have some other ones. It's funny that you're drinking the, uh, the VZ because I literally saw a billboard on the highway that said VZ another hard seltzer question mark. And the answer was yes, but this one has antioxidants. It's like, <laughs> wow, they're running out of things to sell you about this. So it's the law of diminishing returns. So there's going to be fewer and fewer new ones. Honestly, but- I've had more, I've had more respect for them. If you just said Vizzy, another hard seltzer question mark. Yes. Period. Would have bought it based <laughs> off that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so they're here and they're not going away, and hopefully, they uh peter out, and so you're left with just the good ones. But eventually, there's going to be another brand that comes out with a new idea, maybe somebody finds a way to make actual um. Uh, bottled cocktails or um, canned cocktails that are reasonably priced. Maybe that happens. Maybe it doesn't. It's somewhere. Yeah. Hopefully palatable, but ultimately no one is ever going to be able to put in a can what we serve from behind the bar, which is why you're absolutely right. We have a job. Like it doesn't matter how many robots learn how to make cocktails. They can't do what we do because it's more than just about putting something in a glass or putting something in a can. It's how we do it. It's how we connect with our guests. And whether there's a pandemic going on or or whether there's a new product hitting the shelves, they'll never be able to replace what we bring to the table. And that's why we're here open to close. Oh, shit. Oh man, I like it. I like it. Oh, love that. <laughs> and that's, that's awesome. why we're here. Open to close. That is that is a microphone drop, or in Nathan's lap <laughs> case, laptop drop. Um, <laughs> um, so before we go, I do want to thank a few people. Uh, thank you, Roger. Thank you, Nathan. Roger, thank you for sticking with me through all of our iterations of this fucking podcast. Uh, Nathan, thank Always. you so much for joining our team. 
Um, thank you, Hard Seltzers, for giving us something to talk about. And also a special shout out Fuck to... Fuck you, Hard Seltzers. <laughs> Fuck you and thank you. Um, also a nice little shout out to uh, Roger's wife, Maria, who is a graphic designer, who has basically been pulling her hair out with me trying to recreate everything that we have done every single time and she's phenomenal and so thank you very much yeah dude she's fucking bald now what the fuck she's she's fucking bald reminds me of very (laughs) brady very brady sequel where shelly long is carol brady is getting her hair done by uh seth green and she's like sergio where's that bald girl Anyway, um, <laughs> if you guys enjoy what you have to say or you want to join the conversation, uh, give us a follow on social media under the.pickleginger for our Instagram. You can also follow us on from our website, which will be the-pickleginger.com, and you can click on that open to close tab. Uh, eventually, we will have a Patreon, so you can kind of support us in doing whatever it is we decide we are doing here. And uh, yeah. That's why we're here. Open to close. (laughs) Cheers, guys. Cheers. Okay.